0: Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast, and always brought to you by Leaf Spirits Vodka, the best vodka in Wisconsin or anywhere, and Wags, we're making cocktails. What do you have in store today?
1: Yeah, we're going to do a Wisco Mule. So, uh, to start off with, we're going to do an ice-filled copper mug, and always using our Leaf Spirits Vodka, one and a half ounces. And this is a really simple drink. You can do this at any tailgate. Um, and then we're gonna do a little splash of Contreau or Grand Marnier, and then just fill with your favorite ginger beer, about four ounces.
0: <whistles> Garnish with a lime. And even when the kids are screaming in the tailgate, the drink tastes delicious. Here you go. <laughs> Let me try. Anybody who's a parent knows you gotta have one once in a while. Go back out. Go back out.
1: Yeah, I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my heads go, Pat, go. Ain't sure with no mercy, cut and no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say... Welcome in to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. to recording here on a Monday evening. I am Wags and with me as always is Dane. Finally, the Packers win. We get to celebrate a victory Monday. Dane, it feels like it's been way too long since we've been able to come on here and smile after a Packer game. How you doing tonight, man?
0: I'm awesome, man. How about that? How about the Packers looking like the Packers that we're used to seeing at home at Lambeau against a good Dallas Cowboy football team? They come into town. It looked for a while like, you know, it looked okay. Then it looked kind of like the 2022 Packers for a while. And then guess what? We dug deep. We found a way, and this Packer team came back, and they kept firing. No quit in the Green Bay Packers in Week Ten. The Packers end up on top. Uh, Mr. Clutch himself, Mason Crosby, swings the leg and sending Mike McCarthy back to Dallas with a do- with a L was was exactly what the doctor ordered. Yeah, and whether
1: it's McCarthy on the sideline for the Cowboys or, or, you know, it doesn't matter who the coach is, Aaron Rodgers might be applying for second ownership status. Um, we know that he's got the Bears, but, you know, it seems like he's able to <laughs> come up with some big ways uh, to get wins against the Cowboys uh, program over the years. So did it again when we needed it the most, right? So, folks, tonight we're going to be getting into recapping this game, some of the the key plays uh, some of the key moments in this game what it means moving forward we've got a Thursday night game um, so we're recording here uh, live on Facebook YouTube and um, our uh, Twitter uh, video feed Mm -hmm. so if you've got any questions comments thoughts after uh, last night's game and Looking ahead, since we're playing Thursday night, this is both a recap and a little bit of a mini preview. I know it's just Monday night, uh, but we probably will not be planning to do a preview before Thursday. So we can come back and hopefully, Dane, wouldn't it be nice to be able to do a recap of two Packer wins in less than seven days after the frustration
0: that we've had for the last month plus? It sure would, man. It sure would. And, And I'll tell you what, Wags, I... Can we just say it right at the top? Let's not bury the lead. How about Christian Watson, man? Um, coming out, doing exactly what the this Packer front office believes that he could do. They didn't draft the dude in the second round uh, because they thought that he stunk, right? And Watson, really the first game of the year, he's been able to stay on the field. For the entirety of the game that i can recall other than maybe in week one and he put it all together after a couple drops early in the game the fan base was crumbling i'm certain i know packer twitter was losing their minds and then watson just started catching balls he looked electric he he's separating wags he looked clean in catching some of those passes under duress how about him christian watson Balled out last, uh, yesterday afternoon against Dallas. It was just really incredible to see.
1: Yeah, that's a component of the offense, clearly, that we haven't had all year is someone that can take the top off of the defense. Uh, I got to give the coaching staff and Aaron Rodgers a ton of credit, and then the guys up front, and then AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones a lot of credit for. The scheme that they called, the play calls that they had yesterday, I thought was a thing of beauty. Uh, Sticking with the run, really establishing the run and not going away from it. Even when we fell behind, uh, we were able to stick with that run game. And I think that uh, was as much of a component – of what Christian Watson was able to do last night is anything. Uh, Obviously tons of credit for, to Christian for uh, staying with it after a couple of drops, as you mentioned um, and making those big plays happen. Uh, But I think this was what we've been waiting for all season. Why did it take till week 10 to do it? So in a way, while I'm really pleased that the Packers got a win in a moment that it felt like the season was over um, you Mm -hmm. know, every game is a must win now from here on out out if they want any chance of finding a way to scratch and claw and get into the playoffs. Uh, but on the flip side, Dane, it's kind of like, well, why didn't this happen in week three? Why did we have to wait till week 10, to figure out that this is the identity of this team offensively? Um, and I know that Christian Watson's been hurt. You know, there's factors that go into that, but uh, you can point to a lot of things. Um, The offensive line didn't necessarily have all their guys. We've been, you know, shuffling things around there for the better part of the first five, six games of the season. Um, So there's reasons. I get it. Um, Mm -hmm. But that said, um, you know, I really felt yesterday like, this Packer offense for the first time all season we saw we've seen bits and pieces of it especially in a losing effort in Buffalo but uh this felt like the first time all season the Packers really identified what they want to do and it went well for them and (laughs) um you've got to give Aaron a lot of credit too I don't know if if everybody saw but after the game he said well we can run the ball and that that was a direct response to what he felt like the offensive identity of this team was now. And so mm-hmm. we've been saying, Aaron, was he on board with that as the offensive ident- identity? And after a big win yesterday, it does seem like he is on board. And and so that could be a springboard. It's, it's not going to be easy moving forward. But, Dane, you've got to like what they were able to do and, and how they all um, came together. To, to make that offensive game plan yeah. a reality. But, yeah, tons of credit to to Christian Watson, my X-Factor, uh, and he was able to come through for this
0: week. Yes. Wags, what X-Factor uh, to to call Christian Watson the X-Factor and have that performance. You mentioned, um, you know, there there's a lot of love to go around, not to, to Rodgers and to Matt LaFleur. How about that run game? How about that, that Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and that offensive line too? You mentioned a little bit more cohesion from the offensive line. This is the first time all season long that the first five that started the game. Ended the game at the offensive line. It's week 10. They've been playing musical chairs a ton. Um, so how about that run game? And do you think that that also uh, was a contributing factor in allowing Christian Watson and Aaron Rodgers to kind of unleash a little bit? Because Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon both averaged over five yards a carry uh, yesterday afternoon. But holy smokes. Aaron Jones it's hard to say he's the best player on the field when another guy has three touchdowns but Aaron Jones still might have been the best player on the field yesterday he was electric
1: yeah I well no he was the best player on the field like I'm not taking nothing away from Christian Watson Aaron Jones 24 carries yesterday he was doing the work all for a quarter so Christian Watson can get the headline and that's great and what this means for the Packer offense but Aaron Jones yeah we can give the guy more than 20 carries in a game. How yes. about it, Dane? Like I mean, the dude did it. work and 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 even with that uh, much much work, um, I thought AJ Dillon had his one of his best games of the season as well. So they complemented each other extremely well. Uh, Aaron Rodgers only threw 20 passes in a game that went into overtime uh, that we were down by two touchdowns at one point late in the second half. So uh, that's not the type of game plan that you would expect to see with 12 under center. Um, And uh, it seemed like everybody was, again, aside from the last time they got the ball in regulation, seemed like they were all on the same page. Uh, But uh, so that's, that's a beautiful thing to see because um, while, as I said, this is going to be a tough road if you try to try to go out there and basically get a win every week, uh, the reality is, is this is how you can win in November and December. And so it couldn't be coming at a better time. Do I wish the Packers were six and four instead of four and six? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, you know, it gives you a little glimmer of hope at least. Um, And um, that's, that's what we're going to need to see here starting Thursday night um, is you can't take a week off. You're going to have to continue Mm -hmm. to, to do that. And even with that, they needed a little bit of, of good fortune to go their way to pull out this game against the Cowboys team that I thought played pretty well for the most part, aside from a couple of turnovers. Uh, they were very game, and uh, it looked like they were going to
0: walk out of Lambeau with a pretty commanding victory. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing about this game. I think why I'm so encouraged is it didn't feel like Dallas came in and just played poorly. They played their game, too, and the Packers just hung with them and were able to just... They got hot later in the game, and I just... I can't tell you how proud I am of watching this team. This is a team that all year, I think rightfully so, we've been critical that they haven't been able to play a full four quarters. This is a team that gets punched in the mouth and doesn't respond the way we wanted them to, and that goes back a couple of years. Wags, Late in the third quarter, the Packers could have sat back there and had Rodgers just, you know, three and out, throwing the football. It's late in the third quarter. It's early fourth quarter. The Packers are running the ball. And they're just chopping that wood. Down 14. I'm so proud of watching this offense just stick with it. They played within themselves, and they just gave themselves a chance. And on that fourth down, down 14, that strike to Christian Watson, when that happened... I, my wife looked at me and said, don't get your hopes up too high. And I said, too late! Because I think we're going to do something today. It just... I was so proud to watch this team kind of play with themselves. Rodgers looked like he was playing within the offense as well. They never looked flustered late in the game. They looked like they were in control. Um, even when they are down by quite a bit. And I can't say that that's been the case all year long. So there was more poise and composure this week than I've seen in a number of weeks, even when they were down. Even if we came in today saying they lost again, I would have said, hell, they put up a fight. Um, but, but they did more than that. They took care of business late in the game and then got going into overtime, how good was that? Fourth down stop. I mean, it was just really good football from a team that had a lot of reasons to fold up shop. They didn't do it.
1: Yeah, especially considering, um, you know, we've seen that adversity at times with the special teams and Amari Rodgers fumbling the ball, uh, and that really seemed like that was going to be that point in the game that the Packers, you know, were right in it, high ball game, and then Dallas is able to capitalize score and and it just didn't seem like we were going to be able to overcome that and yesterday they were able to overcome it so um, you've got to give uh, the guys a lot of credit for that too we were able to come up with some stops when we really needed them on the defensive Mm -hmm. side of the ball which I think we should talk about here in a little bit but Mm -hmm. um, yeah I I was really really pleased that they were able to stick with the, the game plan and really lean on the guys that you knew they needed to in order to steal a win here against the Cowboys. And I say that literally because uh, while they played well down the stretch, they, in my opinion, they stole a win. Uh, Now, um, it's going to take more of that. And I think, you know, without looking too far ahead here, let's talk a little bit about the Titans. It's going to be an interesting matchup because – I, the Titans, in some ways, uh, are similar to the Cowboys. They've got a really good defensive line that can get after the quarterback. Uh, they had six six sacks uh, yesterday. And so they've got some guys up front that can get after you. Um, they're mm-hmm. pretty solid against the run. Uh, but they've also been run against the second least of any team all season. And I think, you know, one of the things about Titans is you look at this team and nothing really pops out. They're very, you know, they're they're like average to above the average on a lot of different areas. I mean, now they've got Derrick Henry is is still a really, really – Physical running back, so that's their identity on the offensive side of the ball. Canham just came back from injury and was a little rusty yesterday, but he can do some things. He's not like someone that's going to scare you, but he can definitely do some things, especially with his yeah. legs. Uh, that that's a, a little bit Josh Allen light at times. Mm. Uh, now mm-hmm. it, he's not going to be considered you know, one of the top five quarterbacks in the league by anyone. Uh, I'm going to talk about Tannehill here, but at the same time, he can cause you some problems, especially kind of pairing him with the focus that you have. Like I like Derek, Henry. but the Titans just want to bleed you to death. I mean, literally they, they are very good at, you know, getting into short down and distance situations. And then if they don't get it, they'll punt. And they're very good defensively at, at third down so they're they're mm. they're really good in key situational football. Um, they're physical in the trenches, and they win those matchups a lot of the time, but they're going to wait for other teams to make mistakes and and that's why when you look at this Titans team, they win a lot of these close games because um, they know who they are and they know how to execute in those situations um, and they take advantage of mistakes that the other teams make. And so this is a Packers team that you got to feel a lot better about performance yesterday, but Dane, um mm-hmm. we, have we seen uh, enough over the course of this season to say okay, that switch went off and this is going to be a, a team that now Now this coming Thursday is going to be able to have a quick turnaround and be consistent in some of those uh, situational football um, things on third down in the red zone on both sides of football, um, cleaning up special teams. Because those are some of the things that they're going to have to be able to execute at a pretty high level in order to get a win against the Titans team, Um, who's not flashy, but they do a lot of those little things well. Um, mm-hmm. so, so what, what is, what are some of the things you saw yesterday against the Cowboys yeah. that gives you some confidence that maybe the Packers can turn some things around and not be shooting themselves in the foot, um, and can start to do some of those little things
0: well in their own regard? Well, it's a good question, right? And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is a short turnaround week talking about it on a Monday for a Thursday game. You know, we're not going to see the full injury report that the Tennessee Titans have like we're normally able to do. They had a lot of dudes on the injury report um going into this week. So I'll be curious to see on short turnaround how many of those guys are actually able to come back and play. So that's just something that'll be uh, interesting. The Packers, I thought, really came out of this game relatively unscathed from the injury perspective after a number of weeks of just being decimated by injuries. Um, so that's just the first thing that I'm thinking about, um, looking at this Tennessee Titans team. But, Wags, what I'll say is um, – um, Looking at the injuries, looking at the consistency, I think it starts up front with the offensive line for the Packers. And having that consistency last week, if we can go into Thursday night with the same five that we had um, on Sunday, I really like the chances instantly with what we're able to do because um, the offensive line is built around a camaraderie and about a trust in each other. And um, this year so far, there's been a lot of question marks. There's been a lot of plug and play. If we're able to continue and build off of what we just did against Dallas, where, you know, five yards of carry um, for each running back. Um, the running backs had their day, but the offensive line were also blowing open holes at different parts of this game. I thought the tight ends did, or, uh, you know, they, they didn't pop in the stat sheet catching the ball, but I thought in the run game, tight ends played really well as well. So if they can continue this cohesion on the offensive line, yeah, the Titans do a lot of little things well, but I think this offensive line can continue to build off that success. I mean, I, I'll put up our left tackle, left guard. Hard duo of Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari against any left side in the league, and I think that that's where it's going to start with this offense. We saw yesterday um, a fair amount of holes uh, coming on that left side of the offensive line. Those two pairing together were able to, you know, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones were busting open uh, off the left side of the offensive line. So, legs. I want to see that continue, but also the play calling. That's something that was consistent this week. This is the best. Uh, most well-called game, I thought, of the Packers' season. And and they were committed to the run, even in the first quarter. We talk about late in the game. The first quarter, Aaron Rodgers didn't throw the ball. They just stuck with the run because the run was working, and the run was working. Let's stick with it. I want to see that continue, and I think that we can continue to have success on a short week. Let's keep it simple. Let's not worry too much about the pass game. Let's continue to run the ball. That's going to open up the pass if we're successful against the run. Yes, the Titans have a, a pretty good defensive line. Line. But I like our matchup, actually, with our offensive line against the Tennessee Titans defensive line. I think it's one that more often than not, we're going to be able to win. We're going to be able to get into second and third and manageable. And if we're able to do that and open up the RPO and some of the play action for Aaron Rodgers, we can see a duplicate performance from what we just saw on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with that sentiment. It's going to be interesting to see if David Bacchiari is able to play on a yeah, short that's, week. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, um, I think he would be the biggest question mark on this offensive line. Uh, I think everyone else should be good to go, uh, as you said. But um, I, I th- one of the things about this Titans team is they've been thrown against second most out of any team in the league, which is, I think, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It's almost like because of the Titans style, especially on the offensive side, and the fact that they do have a stout defensive line, it's – it's the other teams that are going against them. It's almost like they want to try to force the tempo, force the pace a little bit, mm, and kind of get things sewing. So, this is going to be a week where, to your point on the play calling, the Packers need to stay disciplined on that front, too, regardless of what the score is. Uh, this is not a Titans team that I would expect would be able to come into Lambeau in the best of circumstances and really lay it on the Packers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of a, you know, a really good offensive performance for them would be to score in the mid twenties. Uh, Can Mm -hmm. they do more than that? Sure. But the reality is, is that uh, this is going to be a game that you might not get as many offensive possessions as you normally get, uh, depending on how long those offensive series go and how many times each team has to punt the ball. Uh, But you're going to have to resist the temptation to start slinging the ball around. Uh, Now, uh, the weakness of the Titans definitely is the secondary, but we saw how that went against the lions. Right. we decided we wanted to really try to attack their secondary and it didn't go well, mostly because of our own, uh, incompetence and not really, uh, not that much about what the lions were doing. I, although, you know, they did some good things. I, I don't want mm-hmm. to take totally take credit away from them, but, um, yeah, Dane, I, I do think to your point, I think, um, this could be a week. Where we're going to have to rely a little bit more on A.J. Dillon. Um, yeah. Aaron Jones was very questionable to play yesterday and comes <laughs> in and gets his most work Balls. he's gotten all season. So, right. like, go figure. So now on a short turnaround, how ready will he be? How fresh is he going to be for a Thursday night game? Uh, so yeah. I think the, that'll be a question. So I think AJ Dillon's going to have to be ready to go. Um, he might get a little bit more work because if we want to stick with the same game plan, I don't know if you're going to be able to say to a banged up Aaron Jones, all right, you got 24 carries on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to try to do the same thing when we've only been giving you nine carries a game the whole season um, yeah. four days later. So uh, so a, I think we might see a little bit more work for AJ a, a. Dillon, and that's just fine. With mm-hmm. the physicality of this Titans offensive front,
0: yeah, and and I'll tell you what, Wags, I look back to late in the 2020 season, and listen, folks, I get it, NFL two weeks is like dog years, right? In the NFL, um, but going back uh, a little over a year and what a half ago, um, AJ Dillon had his breakout performance against this Tennessee Titans team. Same head coach, uh, certainly some different personnel, um, but you know, he has a history against this team at Lambeau Field where he can steamroll some dudes. And and I hear that the that the, the Tennessee Titans um their 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 um probably their biggest weakness is the defensive backfield. But Wags, I'll tell you what, I think sometimes good football teams will outsmart themselves and just try to like attack a weakness instead of just being like, you know what, they're good against stopping the run. We're good against running the football. Let's just make them beat us uh, and what we're best at and I would love to see LaFleur kind of continue that what we did against Dallas again this week and just say you know throw out the stats throw out all the other stuff we know we can run the football we've got two dudes that can do it we've got an offensive line that can do it yeah you're good against the run we're good running the ball try to stop it I want to see that this week
1: well and we saw how good Aaron was Aaron yes. Rodgers was uh now that the defense is really has to respect and key on the run. Mm-hmm. You've got play action. You've got RPO, um, Alan Lazard. You've got, you know, obviously Christian Watson. We started off not to bury the lead on that. Um, and and, and that's, that's what you need to be able to do. That's what this offense is going to be getting at its highest level functionally is when – you can make those reads and Alan Lazard can make a skinny slant and go for, for 35, 40 yards because mm. everyone's his man is selling off against that RPO. So, you know, those are some of the things that uh, now it's on tape and it's going to make – opposing defenses jobs a little bit harder and it's not that they may not line up similarly trying to stop the run but there can be that split second hesitation too yes Uh, and so if you've got some better timing down now with this pass game even if they're uh, on the same page and not having to throw the ball as often in order to be more efficient as they were yesterday, uh, that could be something that will really continue to unlock the running game as well. So uh, it goes hand in hand. And so, um, you know, this is a a Titans team, like I said. I think this will be a very grinded-out game. You um, know mm-hmm. the Packers have to stay disciplined like they were yesterday in their offensive approach. But if they do that, especially if they can get a lead, I just don't see this as a Titans team that's really built to to make a comeback uh, late in the game at Lambeau Field. So um, you know that that's that's what I'd like to see is let's jump on them early for once, jump on a, a yes. opposing team, and let's see if. We can continue to apply pressure, and and now you've got Ryan Tannehill trying to throw his way back into the game with, in my opinion, kind of a limited um, uh, offensive arsenal outside of Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, um before we flip over uh, and talk about the defense here, um, I just want to highlight, you mentioned Lazard, you mentioned, um, obviously, Christian Watson, we talked about him right start, but um, uh, Sammy Watkins only ran, what, nine routes, I think, but he also had 47 yards receiving, so, you know, as he's starting to get back um healthy as well, and if we can get Romeo Dobbs back, I mean, you know, uh, it, it, as you mentioned, there's a long way to go before this backer team can get back in the thick of a playoff race, but that being said, they ain't dead, and and it was this this Christian Watson um, standout performance could be the spark that this team needed. It was so so important. We needed young guys to step up at key points, and and at least on Sunday, Watson did that. And uh, I expect to see more good things to come from Christian.
1: Yeah, and hopefully he learns from some of the mistakes. You mentioned the drop, but also he stopped running on on another deep pass. Another one looked like Yeah. yeah, that you know, so there's there's there was definitely some learning moments for Christian Watson yesterday. It could have been that much more of a uh, breakout performance i mean he could have easily had over 150 yards
0: yesterday think so, about that way um, three touchdowns 100 yards and there's room to grow that says a lot it really does that's really room. good a lot of room yes like, uh, of room.
1: i you know he had an I, i'm really happy for him obviously mm-hmm. had an outstanding game uh you can't ask for much more than that but at the same <laughs> time like there were some some pretty miscues. you know Pretty basic things that, that he needs to be able to do. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm going to heap praise, but I'm also going to give some constructive criticism and it's deserved. So, um, so, you know, he doesn't need to go out necessarily and get three touchdowns every game. I'm not expecting that, but uh, when he's going over the middle and the ball hits him right in the hands in stride, he's got to catch that ball. Okay, gotta so next week, catch the ball in that situation, Christian. Or when you're going deep um, and the play's not over, look, look up and not back at the quarterback. And if the ball's headed your way, you got to keep running, Christian Watson. All right, so you know, so it's good. It's, it's, it's learning in a good situation in a winning effort um, is sometimes the best you can hope for. So, um, all right, beautiful, Dane, Anything else offensively before we take a quick break?
0: No, let's 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 pay let's pay the bills, talk about our phenomenal sponsor DraftKings, then we'll talk about the defense.
1: All right, fantastic. So um we've I've been talking about this for weeks, and thankfully we haven't been in this situation yet. But just imagine Mason Crosby lining up for an onside kick. Chances of regaining possession are slim. I hope it doesn't happen this week, Dan. I just want a Me nice, too. clean, low-pressure uh pressure win this week. It's not too much to ask for. But in any event, just imagine here, folks. Stakes are high. Tension is higher. Your pulse is racing. He kicks. You watch this ball land. And every play is like that and it's exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins.
0: Yeah, Wags, I mean, listen, dude, um, check it out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up, same game parlays. Wags, um, you know, I, I hate to say it as a giant Packer fan, um, but somebody that I think a lot of folks are circling these days is probably Justin Fields. Justin Fields has been balling the last couple of weeks for Chicago Bears. Uh, they're playing the Falcons this week. I wouldn't be surprised if some of our listeners Listeners plug their nose a little bit, and they're taking a a long look at Justin Fields um, uh, when when, when talking about some of these stepped-up same-game parlays. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long.
1: What, what is even going on right now? We're talking about Justin Fields in the middle of a Packer podcast and our promo. All right, fine. I'll get on board. We're going to reverse jinx everyone. Go bet on Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Lose some money. Go bet on them. Make them lose. They, we need some losses for the Vikings, um, starting this week. So I know it's probably unlikely the end that we can catch them, but any, any week that the Vikings lose is a good week in my book. So whatever we've got to do, folks. Um, all right, so download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, just place a $5 bet on any NFL football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, folks, get out there and sign up. TPPN, get that free money, minimum age and get and restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so Dane, let's talk about the defense side of the ball. We said we can't bury the lead with Christian Rudy. Watson on the offense. Rudy, Rudy Ford. Rudy. How about it? So he's out there, it? and he's playing the deep safety position. We've got Darnell Savage in the slot. We've been talking about this for weeks and weeks and weeks. What did you think about uh, that defensive performance yesterday? Uh, Filed by Rudy Ford, not only with two interceptions, oh, really? but I thought he was really aggressive and came, out, came up and made some impressive open field run tackles as well
0: weggs I love that you said that about the tackling. We were watching yesterday and I was like, holy smokes, dude wants to go hit somebody too. I loved how Rudy played. He is so active and aggressive um, back there and and quite frankly, what Darnell Savage hasn't been. Uh, he's been a guy that wants to step up and, and and throw his shoulder pads on somebody and then obviously those interceptions were key. Wegs, I would argue that, that um, the Packers do not win this football game without Rudy Ford, right? He picks that ball in the end zone. Uh, he plays such good football, timely picks, but also a couple fills in the run game where he was able to make those tackles. I thought he played Really good football. Um, and I'll tell you what, I actually, I'll tell you what, I I, I talked about Darnell Savage at safety, but they moved him into that nickel role, and I thought he played pretty well. He had eight tackles yesterday. He had a pass deflection. He played pretty good football, all things considered, for a guy who has not played that role uh, at the NFL level more than a snap here or there. Um, it, when they got back to their base defense, I, uh, I, I know that Savage still went back and played the deep safety, but he played an awful lot of snaps. I think 70 plus snaps or 70, uh, percentage or plus percent uh, of the snaps in the nickel yesterday. And, and I thought that he played pretty darn well, all things considered. So I really like this development. It's obviously early, but if we can continue to see that kind of production from Rudy Ford and from from Darnell Savage in the nickel, this defense could be on to something uh, that we haven't seen so far this year.
1: Yeah. And, and that was even without Abram, which I don't yeah. know if or what he'll be able to give us, but I like um, him though. I think yeah. he's going to be a nice player for us, potentially. Yeah, And he's, he's another physical guy that likes to come up and hit. And so maybe yeah. this is really, and we've been saying it's really about getting guys slotted in. I thought, um, Razul Douglas was pretty good yesterday, uh, got another holding penalty, but outside of that uh, I think he was uh, pretty effective, a a little bit quieter uh, in terms of, he wasn't targeted quite as often yesterday. Jair Alexander had some big moments, um, had a few down moments for him, probably overall wasn't his best game uh, but, uh, you know, was physical and and I think you get guys in their natural position. Now, I, I know Savage hasn't Like officially been a nickel guy in the slot. But as we've said, under Coach Patton, Mm -hmm. he was playing much closer to the line of scrimmage. So I think that. You know, whether you say officially he's gotten a lot of snaps, that's the part of the field that he's played a lot mm-hmm. of football, especially in the first couple of years of his career when he was probably playing his best football. So um, it, it looked like he was much more comfortable in that area of the football. Yes, he did. Yesterday, he was able to get sent um, on a couple of, of blitzes as well, of both running. I love pass. that for him. Yeah. 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 And he just looked like he was keyed in and he didn't have to worry about what was happening in in front of guys. He's not reacting to what guys in front of him are doing. He was able to force the action. So he just looks much more comfortable and that spot of the field, I thought was Zul Douglas looked a lot more comfortable on the outside. Um, It sucks that we've lost Eric Stokes for the season. Don't get me wrong, but it now means that the secondary, much like the offensive line, three, four weeks ago, probably Mm. has guys in a much more natural and a better fit position for them individually to be successful as a group. So, um, you know, and, and this, this week, I'll be anxious to see because we're back to playing uh, a team that uh, should not really be able to exploit a a lot of what you're trying to do passing the ball. So um, I I talked about Tannehill. I think he can be okay. Um, Mm. He's, at his best, he's definitely an above-average NFL quarterback. Um, even as a passer, uh, his legs are definitely still his most dangerous weapon. But it, the cupboard is not really all that full. It's it's yeah. uh, it's it's pretty bare, in fact, for the Titans. And now they they did get Traylon Burks off of the IR, their first-round draft pick. But I don't know how much he'll be able to do with the amount of time that he's missed um, here mm-hmm. in a short week in his second week back. So I, I think that this matchup-wise really should favor the Packers secondary coming off what I thought, even though the you know the Cowboys were able to do some things. I think the Cowboys have a really very good offense. They've got some dynamic players. I think they're a much yes. better passing offense than what they'll be pacing this week against the Titans. So I'm, I'm anxious to see if this is kind of a week that this secondary can take it to that next level and really impose their will and kind of shut down, if you will, a, an opposing passing offense in the Tennessee Titans. Uh, But Dane, do you think that Mm -hmm. what we saw last week uh, gives you some confidence that against uh, you know, teams like the Titans that, are not as dynamic offensively as a passing offense uh, that uh, this uh, Packer secondary now is in a position where we could impose our will a little bit.
0: Well, yeah, I liked it, Wags. It was creative too. I mean – we had, we saw, um, Rudy Ford playing that, that deep safety in the nickel. Uh, when they went to a more, uh, base defense, we saw Savage drop back into the deep safety. But then when they went to dime, it was Savage and, and Ford in the deep safety spots. And we had Adrian Amos floating around and moving around a little bit. in we talked about this early in the year. Um, we said, you know, at times it feels like the Packers safeties had to play too passive. How do they get them more involved? How do they get these safeties closer to the line of scrimmage, Joe Barry did that. Uh, yesterday. And, and we saw that, I think, to to um, some pretty positive impact overall. Uh, but you're right, going into this week, um, I'm not as worried about the deep threat. I'm not as worried about the, the vertical passing game of the Tennessee Titans. What it really comes down to at the end of the day is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a beast. Um, he's a guy who's almost impossible to bring down as a lone tackler. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on the injury report for the Packers this week. Does Devondre Campbell come back. DaQuay Walker played really well yesterday. Um, even Isaiah uh, McDuffie Wags I thought uh, got his nose in there and played some pretty strong uh, middle linebacker. Chris Barnes was injured as well, so the Packers were a little thin on the inside. It would be really, really meaningful and powerful if the Packers can get at least one of their inside linebackers back against um, against a look that is going to feature uh, Derrick Henry because he is a load to bring down, and I would hate to see. Going out there with a ton of DBs trying to make tackles. I want to see as many inside linebackers of this Packers defense healthy as possible to try to chip in and take down the big man for Tennessee Titans.
1: Yeah. And the Titans got a career performance. Talking about career performances from wide receivers on the Packers, Nick Westbrook, a third year guy, uh, he had 120 yards and two touchdowns uh, yesterday and uh, was able to get a 63 yard touchdown. So, uh, undrafted guy, maybe not, you know, someone that on paper is is someone that you need to be worried about but um you know by far his best the best game of his career so yeah. um he he put it on tape now uh mm-hmm. so he might have the packers attention to some degree glad it happened yesterday instead of on Thursday night um they've got <laughs> Robert Woods I just don't think he's the guy Anymore for years uh, with the Rams, he just hasn't had a productive season at all. Um, And uh, you know they've got a couple of tight ends too. That, uh, but uh, you know I I think particularly you look at a guy like Austin Hooper, he's not gonna, he's not someone that's gonna scare you, but obviously he can move the chains if you give Mm -hmm. him a little bit of space over the middle. So, um, so yeah, it is about Derrick Henry, and I've been thinking about this a lot, not just for this week, uh, but you know, for the rest of the season. We're without Rashawn Gary, Dane. Yeah. um, I I thought Anikbari yesterday, while he didn't get a sack or or a lot of hits on the quarterback, I thought his pressure rate was actually pretty solid. Um, I thought we had times that we had some decent pressure up the middle, Um, uh, particularly Jaron Reed had a really good performance and a couple of impacts. He played really well. Yeah, yesterday. Um, Preston Smith kind of just did what Preston Smith does. Uh, So there was some things yesterday that um, was encouraging. Uh, with the edge and the defensive mm-hmm. line. Um, that said, you know, you, you singled out Dean Lowry a little bit in our preview episode last week. Um, and uh, another guy that I've just been a little bit discouraged by uh, is Jonathan Garvin. He's been on the team now for a few years, mm-hmm. and he's getting a lot more reps now with Jonathan Gar- uh or I'm sorry, <laughs> with with Rashawn uh, Gary out now for the season. And he's yeah. been a healthy scratch, as you mentioned, um, a few times, even before Gary got hurt. Uh, they elevated, uh, you know, Ladarius Hamilton. Um, you know, before they caught him, they elevated Kobe Jones. Um, Kobe, so they've been yeah. looking at all their guys, even with Garvin on the 53-man roster. And, again, yesterday, I just didn't think – that he had a real positive impact. And I I, I hate to single guys out, but, uh, you know, it, it, I think the Packers' defense would be better served if they moved some guys around. So what I wonder about this, Dan, we've been talking about uh, trying to get a, a, a longer look at Devontae Wyatt, But what if in passing situations, we, I like what T.J. Slayton gives us in pass rush up the middle. I've, I like yes. what I've seen from Jaron Reed in pass rush up the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, would it be crazy to move Kenny Clark a, a little bit around? And I'm not saying he's coming off the edge necessarily, but could we get Kenny Clark in a few different positions where all of a sudden the offensive lines like, wait a minute, Kenny Clark? lined up against our left tackle right now, um, what's going on? And we could get maybe a few mm-hmm. different stunts. I like what we've seen with Quay Walker coming in with some stunts. So uh, a few different angles uh, to, to give a guy like Kenny Clark, or perhaps uh, giving Wyatt uh, a few uh, more reps and passing situations. Sometimes with these young guys, um, it's a little bit more straightforward if you're not giving them – Uh, too much to think about where it could be a run or a pass and there may be a little bit more Yes, Maybe a good way to get Wyatt to be unlocked. We saw it a little bit with TJ Slayton uh, late in the year last year to a limited degree uh, is to give Devontae Wyatt some more of those passing down um, uh, snaps and see if he can just put on a swim move uh, and give, give a little bit more pressure and just go after the quarterback up the middle. So mm-hmm. um, so I guess what, uh, what I'm trying to ask is, could we utilize some of the – what I see at this point anyway, some of the general depth of the interior defensive line uh, to cover some of the lack of depth that we have on the edge and maybe reduce what we're seeing. And and that could also help us in running situations, give us a little bit more beef uh, on the outside. We saw them yesterday. We basically had, we're, were rushing five guys pretty much every <clears throat> play, whether it was a run or a pass situation. Um, so maybe instead of Jonathan Garvin, who was getting pushed around a little bit, I thought, and particularly against running situations and wasn't really getting a lot of pressure, um, what if we had Dean Lowry or... Kenny Clark or, you know, uh, PJ Slayton take uh, a couple of extra slots in that five-man front and, and see if that helps against the run and against Derrick Henry as well.
0: Well, I, I I love it this week in particular, right? When we're it's it's a really it's something I hadn't thought about, but it's a great idea against somebody like a Derrick Henry, um, throwing that extra body out there. I mean, the Packers have a fair amount of depth uh, on the defensive line, and, and there's no doubt about that, and they can have a number of guys up. But I want to see Devontae Wyatt. I love what you said about Devontae Wyatt um, having the opportunity to just rush the passer. Well, let's make it simple for the guy. Give him a few extra snaps on there. Um, because they are, the Packers are about as thin as I can remember at outside linebacker right now. Um, it's basically Preston Smith and a lot of guys that are, uh, fairly unproven. I do like what JJ and Igbari's been able to do. Um, said it yesterday during the game. I was like, wow, this guy could be like under the radar, um, consistent performer rookie for this team because he's just out there. They're getting a long look from him. So I do want to still see that. And Wags, even LaDarius Hamilton, he only got five opportunities to rush the passer, and he had a hurry in one of those five rushes. So I'd like to maybe see him uh, get elevated and get some more looks. But, Wags, um, back to your question and, and to your point, um, adding an extra uh, defensive lineman out there, getting big at different times, moving Kenny Clark, who can do it all, as far as I'm concerned, across the, the defensive front, and just giving that extra look um, might be a, a fun and interesting look for this Packers defense. And they've got the big boys up front. You mentioned T.J. Slate. I would love to see TJ Slayton continue to get more snaps. I think he had 21 snaps yesterday. I love, I would love to see him get closer to the high 20s, low 30s as this season continues to wear on because I think he's fresh and I think he's athletic and that could allow somebody like Kenny Clark in particular to get outside and just be, be that aggressive guy off the edge because he's, he's got the um, athleticism to do it and we could be a little bit more stout against the run. So especially against a, a primarily a running team like this Tennessee Titans offense. I would love to see the Packers uh, deploy something like that, that maybe isn't on tape yet this year for them.
1: Yeah. I think it causes, I can mean, just give Kenny Clark a, a few opportunities to yeah. bull, bull rush one-on-one love on it. the outside. Um, you know, it, does he have the quickness to do, you know, do a speed rush? No, uh, he doesn't. But, um, you know, then can you imagine you've got a, a tackle, and and you, then you basically you're going to probably have a running back in there that's going to be the second line of defense to try to chip mm-hmm. and Kenny Clark's coming through there. Uh, yeah. He doesn't have to deal with the the interior double teams that he gets consistently. So it, it's not a every play solution i completely understand that but I, i'm just trying to think creatively in how we can get our best guys out there and i completely agree with you i mm-hmm. think i think Devontae wyatt actually played pretty well yesterday in to- the 14 snaps that he got as well so if there's a way to get more snaps for wyatt more snaps for tj slayton um and if that comes uh, at the behest of a guy like Jonathan Garvin with his uh, 28 to 30 snaps yesterday. Right. I- I'm totally fine with that. I think that could definitely help this week. And, and let's just see what, what happens um, against this Tennessee run uh, attack if they're able to get a little bit more size and weight out there. And, and is there a risk because then they're going to try to really try to-, to get that outside run game going? Perhaps. Uh, but um, you just adjust. Uh, your, mm-hmm. your your inside linebackers have to be aligned. They might have to change their alignment a little bit to adjust for that. Um, so you don't want to make too many changes and really get away from what you're doing. But um, I'm just trying to think about how we can get the best 11 guys out there uh, for as many snaps as possible.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I mean, talking about pressure, especially with Rashawn Gary not in, um, we saw it a little bit, as you mentioned, Darnell Savage off the edge. The Packers played some, um, some, some single cover too, and were super aggressive in getting after Dak Prescott in, in select times yesterday. I'd love to see more of that. I, I loved how aggressive they were, um, at the point of attack and with bringing different bodies. And we've said it, uh, Quay Walker, Wags, uh, I really like his rushing ability. I've seen him rush, uh, the passer a few times in a limited duty, and he looks really adept at doing that. I think he can get better at that as well. So, um, I would love to see Joe Barry just throw the kitchen sink at opposing quarterbacks the second half of the year. The Packers really don't have much to lose. You gotta be aggressive. We're gonna get burned sometimes in doing that, but, um, if we're gonna rely on our, our, our DBs in the back end, I wanna see our guys go get after it a little bit more and, and, and give him a chance to go hit the quarterback. Back and and make some maybe some tackles in the backfield as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. Uh, We saw the Cowboys made some adjustments with how many draw plays they were running. Yes. And they were able to get some plays where the Packers were, you know, bringing pressure and they were able to take advantage of that with some of those plays. But, you know, it's a risk-reward. That's going to happen. They were able to learn the issue on a number of plays uh, because of that as well. So I I agree with you. I think uh, the more aggressive you can be uh, within reason, uh, the Packers have the guys on the back end, particularly against uh, this Titans team, team. to be able to bring some extra guys up and and really try to – Um, wreak some havoc uh, and take our chances with, with the secondary matchups that we do have. Mm -hmm. Um, Dane, I I have a couple other questions for you. I think one, one thing before we get to our leap spirits players of the week here against the Cowboys for this last week Um, on the defensive side of the ball, um, do you expect to see any of the guys um, we talked about injuries earlier But I I would say it's unlikely, but tell me if I'm wrong. Do you think Chris Barnes or Devondre Campbell have any chance? And I know it's early this week, so we don't really know for sure. But any chance that either of them might be able to come back here and be ready for Thursday night?
0: Maybe Barnes, um, but no, I think I, I'm not going to rely on that. These short weeks are so tough, uh, to get guys. I mean, it's already, they're already playing ball game in two days, right? I mean, it's, it's such quick turnaround. I think it'll be tough. Maybe Barnes. I have a feeling Devondre Campbell's out again this week and then we might see them the next week. And that's just tough sledding against this run game, but I, I'm not holding my breath. Um, and what, what, what's your take? Do you agree or do you disagree with me there?
1: Yeah. No, I, I don't, I don't think it's he's. Hard when you've missed it's multiple hard. games, yeah, and you're really going to have basically like a, a walkthrough practice, and then your 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 film and your your starting work. Exactly. So there's not a lot of time to prep and and really show that you're physically able to go. <laughs> okay. um, so we're probably going to roll with the same same guys we had out there on Sundays. Um, Dan, can we talk about special teams here? Yeah, we have um, to. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we were talking a little bit about Amari Rogers. Um, he now has eight fumbles in his career. Primarily as a punt returner, return man. Um, so literally, are we talking about a guy that has nine lives here? Because eight, and we're, we're working on nine. Um, is this finally the week? I think Coach Lafleur, we I, I was we were griping about how he didn't immediately say after the game yesterday that, that they're ready to replace Amari for good. Today at a press conference, it sounds like, there's going to be, uh, they're going to move on, and it it's probably going to be Keion Nixon, but he didn't say it would be Kayshawn for sure. But it did mm-hmm. sound like finally, it's for this week at least, someone else is going to have that responsibility. Uh, but Dane, I, I mean, what else would possibly need to happen at this point? Because it's not just the fumble. He he muffed the you know a punt earlier in the game yep. as well, and we've seen this time and time again. Could have. There was other things, but really was a big part of losing that Giants game. Could have been a huge part about losing this game. Uh, You know, this is a guy that is costing us football game, yeah. and the coaches seem to be having a really hard time replacing him when, frankly, he's shown nothing offensively, and he's really shown nothing as a return man aside from being a negative. So what am I missing here? I don't and know. Please <laughs> talk me off the ledge. Are they finally going to be done with the Amari Rogers experiment for good? Or is he going to be lurking and we're going to have to hold our breath yet again if he goes back out there to refill a punt?
0: I have no answer to why he's still returning punts. Um, I saw a stat... Uh, that going into last night's game, he was tied with Melvin Gordon for the most fumbles in the NFL season by one player so far this year. Uh Melvin Gordon's a starting running back, folks. And uh, Amari Rogers touches the ball, what, four times a game, maybe? Um So it's it's pretty remarkable stat that he's able to continue to keep his job. And we say it. We don't like calling for guys' jobs. But this is a production league. I have not seen anything that makes me believe uh, – that he's gonna be able to turn it around at this point. And and I just the Packers, it's urgent matter. They need to replace him with anybody who can just fair catch the ball. I'm not even looking for positive yardage wags at this point, but there's a net negative when Amari Rogers touches the football and I have not seen the positive. Um, you know, the the electric moves, you know, I could live with somebody if there, you know, there's a chance that he's gonna take it to the house. I have not seen that, um, so and I don't know anybody who has, so I don't know why the Packers remain um, steadfast in him, but I'm a little surprised he's still on the roster uh, Monday, uh, as we're recording this, Monday uh, afternoon, Monday evening. Um, I, I don't get it because it's not like there's other facets of the game that he's really impacting, and roster spots are really hard to come by. So um, yep. I think the Packers need to make a move. I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, I I don't know how much you'd play, but can't tell me that Juwan Winfrey wouldn't be a, a better use of your roster spot. Right? Sure. He's shown a lot more as a receiver. He's not going to be a return man, but um, you know, in a pinch, if you, if, if you guys got guys hurt, uh, we've seen a lot of Amari Rogers getting reps as a receiver uh, with the, how thin it was the last few weeks before yesterday. And point. he was giving you nothing there. So he's giving us nothing, nothing. And it's been a couple right. of seasons now. So it's time to move on. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know. I, you're right. It's not fun to, to call for a guy's job, but we've we've gotten enough evidence at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's tough. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I'm sure he's a great, good dude, good guy. Yeah, pump, this it? is about yeah. winning football games. And when your main job is to catch the ball and uh, not fumble, And you've got limited opportunities to do it, and you're not doing it at a consistent rate. Unfortunately, you've got no one but yourself to blame. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's time for the Packers to move on. So, this is tough talk, and I I admire Coach LeFleur for never wanting to, you know, throw anyone under the bus for his players. Mm -hmm. So, I get that that's his mo. But there's a point where it's just like, dude, you you've got to just you're going to lose respect from other players on the team if you don't need to like trash the guy but a a simple he you know he he hasn't been getting the job done we're going to probably need to go in another direction is not going to really draw the ire of any player in that locker room trust me um so uh, you know is that just me wanting to hear what i want to hear maybe a little bit but honestly like there's just a lack of accountability that's happened and it's been pervasive on this team all season so despite the win yesterday it's just troubling to me that they are have such a hard time taking action when there is underperformance um, in key roles and Mm -hmm. so all I want is accountability here I don't think That's too much to ask. I'm not talking about a small sample size. We're not talking about a guy that's done an adequate to above average job as a return man for the last two seasons and then just had a fumble yesterday. I'm not going to an extreme here. We've seen a consistent lack of performance for over two seasons. Um, So, yeah, this needs to be it. They need to move on. I I couldn't agree with you more.
0: Ty, Um, Ty Montgomery got cut for less. As a return guy. I just put it that way.
1: And he showed more, um, to be quite honest. And he with showed you. more. He showed more yes. as a player Speak on this own. roster. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, he showed a heck of a lot more uh, than, than what um, uh, uh, Amari Rogers has ever been able to do in his career. So um, anything else special teams wise? I, I thought we were a little bit loose on some of the uh, coverages yesterday, but not, not our best performance coverage wise, but at the same time, um, I didn't know if there was anything else that you want to touch on with special teams.
0: Well, um, I mean, uh, the only other thing I'll mention, I guess, is Gremise Ahmed getting uh, opportunity to do kickoffs. It's uh, not every day you see Packers uh, run with two kickers on the active um, forty-five. So, just you know, of note,
1: is is Mason okay? Would they be better off just scratching him here Thursday because? Uh, even on know. his uh, extra points and field goals, it didn't look like he had his full drive. And um, I'm right. think, I'm grateful that he only missed the long field goal, but that was not even close. And it, 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 wasn't, it was, really short, like it was short, it was short and right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just didn't seem like on his other kicks that he had the amount of, of power that he normally does. So it looked like he was definitely not at full strength. So, Um, I don't know, Dane, if I'm reading too much into that or, you know, if perhaps the Packers would be better off shutting him down for a couple of weeks and and seeing if he can, a little extra rest, can bring him back to full strength.
0: You know, I I would say yes, except for um, yesterday evening in overtime. I'm really glad it was Mason and not Ahmed trying to kick that game winner. Hey, even from 25 or 30 yards out or what have you. Um, so I hear you. I do. I really do. But, um, I, I could say that now, but, um, yesterday afternoon, I would have been like, where the hell's Mason Crosby? If it was Ahmed going out there, just being real.
1: No, I, I hear you. Fair enough. So, <laughs> all right, Dan, I think we should uh get into our players of the week. Yeah, Leap uh, Spirits to you by Leap Spirits. Of course, Leap Spirits, uh, Leap Vodka and Leap and Lemonade. You can find them in retail stores and restaurants all over the state of Wisconsin. Uh to find Leap Spirits in a retail store or restaurant near you, go to leapspirits.com and click on Find Leap spirits. So, Dane, um, starting off, I, I think I, we don't even need to... Use- take a turn here on the offensive side of the ball. It'd be, I mean, Aaron Jones with all due respect, uh, I said he was the best player on the field yesterday for the entirety of the game, but as far as the performance of the week, definitely got to go with Christian Watson, young man, for what he was able to do out there yesterday.
0: And did you see the flip? Holy crap! I don't know how you do that flip in helmet and shoulder pads. Dude's athletic. Three touchdowns, 100 plus yards, room to even grow more christian watson definitely the leap uh vodka uh player uh, of week 10 on the offensive side, Wags,
1: yeah but really a fine offensive performance for everyone all the way yeah. around offensive line um and i think aaron Rodgers had the best, best game yeah. of the season as well so um definitely encouraging to see um okay so dane on the defensive side of the ball it's got to be rudy right rudy. Rudy uh, yes it's rudy there, there were some guys but rudy ford Man, for two big interceptions, awesome. some nice open field tackles coming in and making his presence felt. Uh, so, uh, for me, definitely uh, defensive player
0: of the week goes to Rudy Ford.
1: Weggs, this year's
0: Razul Douglas, Rudy Ford? I don't know. Um, yeah, if Rudy Ford, definitely the leap uh, spirits defensive player of Week 10. Hands down, two big-time interceptions, a bunch of tackles, looked good, maybe solidifying the back end of this defense a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. So any honorable mentions that you want to throw out there as well?
0: I mean, you said you said Aaron Jones. I mean, he's like the super duper duper honorable mention. I, I thought Aaron Rodgers played a really good football game um, as well. The offensive line. I mean, you said it right. I think there's a lot. It was a really good team win from this Packer, uh, this Packer team. And we could go down the list of guys that I thought just played really good football yesterday.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Dane, any other closing thoughts here before we sign off for the evening?
0: Do we want to do leap vodka X factors or score predictions? I think we've got to do the score prediction at the very least, Wags.
1: Well, let me put it back up on the screen. Now that you Far mentioned it, it I'm, I'm, I'm all out of sorts because we're I know. doing a great and a preview, Thursday night game. Um, I like it, though. So, Dan, yeah. I think let's do the X-Factors, too. I was wrong about everything last week, which I was very pleased by, except for my X-Factor prediction. So, just throwing that out there. Um, I'll give myself a little pat on the back, the back. <laughs> It was very but, well deserved, uh, yes Yeah, so with that in mind, since I'm doing so well with my X-Factor predictions, I'll give you the first crack at it for this week. Wex, I'm going
0: to go with uh, AJ Dillon as my Leap Spirits offensive X-actor of week 11. Dude balled out in 2020. He's going to do it again. He's going to rumble and stumble and run through the Tennessee Titans defense AJ Dillon's going to ball out and the Packers I, I, I'll give the prediction in a moment, but A.J. Dillon, my Leap Spirits X Factor of week uh, 11.
1: All right, very good. Well, funny, because uh, I said that they might need to rely on him a little bit more and then you swoop in there <laughs> and steal A.J. Dillon. Um, Dane, I'm just going to keep picking, same guy I picked for the last couple of weeks, x-factor is it going to be a good x-factor is it going to be a a not so good x-factor i'm going with the young man kirsten watson i'm going to keep keep riding it i think he's still qualified if he can give you this thursday even just a little bit of what he gave us yesterday uh that's going to be something that's going to continue to truly make a difference in what this Packers offense can be game in and game out. Um, So uh, for me, I think Christian Watson, until proven otherwise, uh, is the definition of an offensive X factor for the Packers right now.
0: Wegs and can he manage success, right? The mental aspect of this. Three touchdowns, short week. He's all over fantasy football. He's all over Sports Center, right? So to your point, can he turn around and do it again on a short week? I'm sure every person, every person he's ever met was blowing up his phone uh last night after that touchdown. So uh, I agree. I love that selection. Let's move to the defensive side. Who you got, Wegs, X Factor, Leaf Spirits, week eleven defense. Yeah, I
1: um <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Quay Walker. I think he's going to be really important this week uh in he's got to stay in his lanes, he's got to attack and I think the size and physicality that we've seen from Quay Walker is something that we've not had in a matchup against a guy like Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's a beast. There's mm-hmm. really no one that's going to want to go up against him one-on-one uh, and try to tackle him as he's running through the hole. Uh, but I think Way Walker's is close to any linebacker that we've had in recent memory uh, to being someone that can take on that responsibility. Young guy might be just a, uh, the right, right amount of crazy uh, to try mm-hmm. to take on. Derrick Henry, but, um, so I'm not saying he needs to do it alone, but it's going to be incumbent, uh, on, on Quay Walker and, and the whole defense really, uh, to be disciplined and stay in their lanes. And if they're able to do that and get to Derrick Henry and corral him before he gets that head of steam and is picking up, you know, five, six, seven yards on on a play. Mm-hmm. Um if they can they can start making contact on him at the line of scrimmage or very shortly after that. Um and and corral and, and get to the ball. Um, I think uh, we saw what what Denver was able to do, even albeit in a losing effort yesterday, in slowing down Derrick Henry. And I think we've got the guys on the back end to really hold up uh, and cause some trouble for for Ryan Tannehill as well. So Quay Walker is a real key for me in this in this matchup this week.
0: Great selection. And, uh, I'm going to just go with his, um, position mate, Isaiah McDuffie. Uh, I think that, Devon, uh, I, I think Devondre Campbell, uh, and, and Chris Barnes are both going to be out. The Packers are going to go big a lot to, to try to match up with this Tennessee Titans run game. And Derek Henry, Quay Walker's a phenomenal selection wags. I'm going to just go with McDuffie. Can he stand up and make an impact like he did last week against Dallas? Can he hold up, uh, against this really strong run game? Can he make strong tackles? Uh, So for that reason alone, Isaiah McDuffie is going to be my Leap Spirits X Factor of Week 11.
1: Yeah, we probably didn't give him enough credit. He led the team in tackles. Yeah, it's pretty good. um, I I think either both of these inside linebackers, if it is McDuffie again this week uh, playing, are going to have to have a, a real strong performance. They can't be whiffing. Uh, yeah. We can't have arm tackles Spot against Derrick Henry. Uh, so they're going to have to get in there, wrap up, uh, and hold on. Uh, and uh, the other guys are going to need to attack and jump on and bring this guy down. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay.
1: So, Dane, uh, we're doing it. We're doing the That's whole sure. thing here. Score predictions. I'll let you lead it off this week since uh, I let things off last week.
0: Wags, uh, Thursday night football is historically extremely sloppy. Um, doesn't matter uh, who you are. Um, but guess what? Packers are going to win sloppy this week. How about that? Um, Titans are going to come to town. The Packers are going to ride this wave. They're going to keep this thing going. And I think the Packers put up some serious points. I think the Packers put up 34 points. The Packers win 34-24 against the Tennessee Titans. The defense keeps it coming, keeps it coming. Uh, Aaron Rodgers... Builds off of a really good uh week last week, but really the story is going to be A.J. Dillon running over the Tennessee Titans defense late in the game and solidifying the victory. So I think it's going to be ugly early. There's going to be some holding calls. There's going to be some penalties, but the Packers are going to take charge in the second half, 34-24 Green Bay Packers.
1: Yeah, um, I like that pick. This is a Titans team that, I, I'll be honest with you, I think they're solid. I think they're well coached. Yeah. I think... They can beat you if you beat yourselves, particularly. They have a very strong multi-year identity. Um, They've got a really, really good player, Derrick Henry. They've got a very good defensive line, particularly. They've got a a good defense. Um, Here's the thing, Dan. They they beat up on some really bad teams. They beat the Mm -hmm. Colts twice. They beat the Raiders. Uh, You know, they, they beat... Um, uh, Washington, which I know, Packers lost to them. They beat the Titans. Um, so I'm sorry, not the Titans, the Texans. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't beat themselves. So, and, and most of those have been close games. I I don't think this Titans team is going to be that dialed in against a non-conference opponent I agree. Uh, that's four and six. I know it's like, okay, you get come to Lambeau Field, blah, blah, blah. But I'll be honest with you. I just don't think this is a game that's going to have the Titans' full attention. Um, I think they're probably due for a big loss. Uh, I don't think the Packers are significantly better. They've proven that they're not significantly better than anyone this year. Mm-hmm. But to me, I think this is just a game that – um the Packers have some momentum coming out of yesterday. I think they can get ahead early, and I just don't know if the Titans are going to be putting in that 110% effort if they fall behind by a couple of touchdowns mm. in this game. Um, so I think you said sloppy. Um, I think this is a Packer win 24-10 to 10 is mm. what I'm going to say. I, I don't think the Titans are able to, to put up too strong of an effort. I think this is going to be one of our better defensive performances of the year. Great. And the Packers uh, look pretty solid in a, a solid winning effort here on Thursday night.
0: Wags, if either one of us are correct, all of a sudden the Packers start to heat up. This is a big game um you know this is a four and six team that's looking to to start to build off something roger said earlier this year they just needed one let's see if he was right um they got their one can it continue i love the swag last week we didn't even mention rogers throwing the shoulder and the block lead in the game that's the attitude we're looking for i want to see a over at lambeau thursday night
1: yeah absolutely so folks um we're on a little bit of a different schedule, obviously this week with the Packers on a little bit of a different schedule. Uh, so for those of you that tuned in tonight and joined us, thank you so much for doing so. You. If you're listening later, appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Recap wise, if the Packers win, we'll probably be anxious to jump, jump on a little bit sooner rather mm-hmm. than later to recap it. If it's, if it's a disappointing game and I don't even want to mention that as a possibility, um, it might be <clears throat> next Monday. So uh, just, Follow us on, on social, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, we'll put a post out there for when the next episode will be. Yep. But um, hopefully, uh, it like I said, we'll be sooner than later uh, after Thursday night and we can go out there and get a win.
0: Yeah. So, folks, like us, rate us, review us. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Absolutely. Um, as always, be legendary and go Pack Go! Go Pack Go! Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads, go pack, go. Ain't sure with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will
0: say.